Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. It's Christmas. It's, who like this Christmas season? You know, um, the songs are playing and the countdowns and people are loving it, people are hating it. Um, it's, it's, always, it's always good. Um, you know, there's a, there's a massive, massive letdown today, to this afternoon, that no longer the albatross can fit through past the new uh, one-way system in the main street. Obviously, didn't think about the albatross, did we? And the Christmas parade, now it can't go down that new area. So the Christmas, the albatross is now out of the Christmas parade. Obviously, you care about it just as much as me. But, you know, I thought that was quite humorous. <laughs> Who remembers Pastor Barrett talking about the seagull a couple of years ago? No one. Okay, can't. It's just you and me, Jace. It's fine. It's, it's, you know, it's always great to have uh, no turning left in the morning of the Christmas parade so that people get. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. People just ignored it. It's okay. If you're online this morning, some of the road closures were uh, tricky. Some people didn't ignore them, um, but that's why, yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll past, present, and future, so um, it's all good. Um, Christmas is a great season. Um, in, in New Zealand, so, uh, we, we get to cre- celebrate Christmas in the same time we also then have our, ha- have our summer holidays, and um, that's, that's a great thing. Our Northern Hemisphere friends... They only have a short. It's like a. It's like a mid. It's like a uh, second semester holiday or something like that. They have their longer holidays later on in the year and stuff like that. But with Christmas, it celebrates for us the 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 birth of of Jesus Christ, which is awesome and amazing. And and yes, there's a whole lot of Western stuff all looped in and wrapped up and everything in Christmas. And you've got to figure out how you. How you navigate that yourself, and and so I, I think though Christmas is still a great season yeah. to celebrate. It's a season of joy. It's a season of Emmanuel, Christ with us. I hope it's a season for us as as uh, New Zealanders, Kiwis, however you want to put it. Hopefully, you get to slow down and have have some level of break through through the Christmas holidays, even if it is the stat days linked together. Um, hopefully, you get to have. A holiday. Who likes holidays? Yeah. Only a few people like holidays. All right, cool. We're doing a church working bee on the 1st of January. <laughs> We're going to get some skips in. All the, everyone past the second row. I'm expecting to see you all here because obviously you don't like holidays. Um, you can come down and, you know, anyway. anyway. <laughs> oh, gosh, where's this going to go today? Um, everyone likes holidays. I pray you do like a holiday. I remember... Desiree and I, we sat with um, a pastor from Planet Shakers, their, their associate, associate or executive pastor, Pastor Neil Smith, and he, he was real influential, actually. He's like, hey, um, you guys work hard, don't you? And, you know, humbly and graciously, we're like, um, yeah. Um, and he goes, no, no, you do. If you're a pastor of a church, you work hard, whether you feel like you do or not. And um, he said, one of the greatest pieces of advice I could ever give you is if you work hard, you've got to holiday hard. And holiday hard means like uh, turn off your emails, turn off whatever notification, turn off the, the zzz, 
the business, the, 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 the everything going around, and, and have a place where you actually get to rest for, for a moment. Holidays are a good thing. There, there's, there's a number of festivals that the Jewish culture used to go, I think it was four, off the top, I, don't, don't quote me on that. Do your own research. Figure it out. But there's four times where they would pilgrimage to different places to, to stop, to rest, to focus on a certain topic or a certain moment. The Christmas time is, is one of those times where we get to stop and we get to rest and we get to focus on um, just, just what, who God is. I love, I, love, um, I, I love holidays. I mean, what does holiday mean to you? Because everyone's holiday means a, a different thing. Is it going, oh, no, it's, the, it's, it's, it's our year to host Christmas. <laughs> oh, no, we've got to go to that crazy uncle's house. Make sure, make sure we've got everything packed up and ready to go because, you know, when the, flick, the switches flick, we're out of there. It might not be an it might not be an enjoyable place. So my holidays for for me um, are really special. I I I I'm blessed and I, I've been blessed by the Lord to have an amazing wife. But she is amazing in herself. But she came with a, a package as well called her family, and um, and her family are amazing. And I uh, go. There, there's no no wrong thing about you know make sure you look at the mother. <laughs> My mother-in-law is amazing. She's amazing. Oh, that was a good thing. Um, but the family, Desiree's family, is amazing. She's got um, three other uh, siblings, and they are all married. They've got um, what are they called? Kids? Yeah. I was I was trying to think of cousins or whatever nephews. Um, and and there's uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Children uh, slash adults now, and um, you know, and it's, and it's a crazy time. It's, it's, it's raucous, it's loud, it's noisy, it's joyful, it's fun, um, and, and it's amazing. It's a whole lot of laughter and joy. Uh, we, we, go, we go to the beach, and, and, and now it's really cool because we can actually get a game of touch going. You know, like, no, no, pass the ball. Okay, run, 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 run. Like now Jacob just burns down the outside of all of his uncles and, um, you know, looks back, losers, whatever. No, he's not. Um, but we, we play cricket on the beach and we have a whole lot of fun and, and it's good. And, you know, there's a whole lot of eating. It's good, also bad. Um, but I love also, like, when we have the coming together, there's serving one another. There's like everyone clearing up from the plate, from the table, and um, everyone brings something, and it's cool. There's a whole lot of cooking, there's a whole lot of cleaning, and 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 one of our roles at, at holiday time is we do the pizza night. I don't know how we got onto this, um, but we do pizza night, and so we make something like 13 batches of pizza dough. So like a three-hour marathon, and then we have the pizza oven like drying out and sorting itself out so, so that it's hot. And then we cook something like 28 pizzas, wow. cheesy garlic pizzas because, you know, you know, all this sort of stuff. And then everyone's got to have their own one because we live in a world of dietary elements and, and you're like dairy-free, gluten-free, fun-free, taste-free. Um, oh, oh, like this is the holidays. 
sheesh, I didn't hurry up. Um, and then, our, then, then our family, we go, we go camping, and uh, we've been blessed to be able to buy just a little fizz boat that that we can go water skiing and wakeboarding behind. And we go camping, and and that's really a space where we don't we we've, um, we just relax as a family. It's not as raucous, it's not as crazy. We get to sit on the um, beach in Nelson. You've not given me away where we go, but. I think I've actually told you where we go, but um, we just get to relax and and just muse and just ponder. And you know, one of our goals is that we want to walk 5k at least every single day. And you know, we're just putting that in there. And just why do we do that? Just to relax and just just think, just think on our own marriage and think of our family and think of God and think of the church and not too intensely. But just musing the whole way through, and because you need to relax, you need to just take take the pressure off just a little bit. And you know, I do we do try and do a lot of our preparation for T two prior to to Christmas, so that I'm not thinking about T two. What are we going to do at T two? How are we going to what? You know. Get to that place, and and it's awesome. It's it's fun. It's beautiful. It's great. But um, unfortunately, I've I've found over the years. There is something that is, there is a holiday killer. And uh, no one likes their holiday being killed, right? No one likes their holiday being destroyed. But I've found, I've found through the years, and, and this is what I'm just sharing with you, and, uh, because I, I pray it's something that will help equip you to apply into your life so that you can actually refresh your soul, refresh your spirit. But I've found through the years there's this thing called the hamster. Anyone know what a hamster is? It's like this funny little, smaller than a, it's like a head, a fluffy hedgehog. <laughs> Obviously, I've done a lot of thinking into this. But, um, and hamsters are entertained by standing on a wheel. And they just run, 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 run. I feel like they've run a marathon but gone nowhere. But there's this hamster, and this hamster that runs around in our head has is, is really come from a place of worry and fear. And, 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 and there's, this, there's this holiday killer called the hamster of worry and fear. And, and we, don't, we I don't know what it is. It could be family issues. It could be a, a work situation. It could be a relationship. It could be, um, it could be financial. It could be where are you living next year. It could be a whole lot of things that creates this hamster of worry and fear that your just mind is going, and you're doing all these things on the outside, but nothing's getting really refreshed on the inside because your head and your mind is still going crazy. And so, I, I and, and and I am I am talking from personal um, experience. There's been years of of holidays where my head is just spinning, and so I pray again as this will equip us. So that you do get to have a relaxing, a refreshing, and and a, and a um, anointed holiday. Um, I, I also want to just share this morning, as as we as as what I believe that God wants us into next year. I shared last week, and um, it was uh, in John chapter four. There's the story of the Samaritan woman, and Jesus is having a conversation with her, and a whole lot of things. And near the and and I don't have time to go over it this morning, but at the very, near the very end of the story, verses 23 to 26, it says, 
But this time is coming indeed is here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And the woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will be explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. And I, I just really feel coming into this year, next year, I really feel like God wants to lead us down a path of what it is to worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, I haven't got this all figured out, and these are just some musings that, that I'm, I'm praying through and researching and that. But I, I, I think we're good at worshiping God in spirit. We can worship God and we can praise Him and we can, you know, the worship and the praise this morning was beautiful and I could hear the sound coming through and, and it was lovely and, and God was being blessed and, and Jesus was being exalted. And that's our spirit. But, but I, I, I believe God wants to lead us into a passage of worshiping in spirit and in truth because what that means is we can be worshiping over here. Jesus, we praise you and we thank you and all that's going. And then suddenly this hamster wheel spinning and going, oh, that's right. We're dealing with this health issue over here. And, and, our, and our mind and our brain's amazing because we can just flip from one thing to another. And I don't know about you, but that happens to me in worship often. But I'm like going, okay, God, how can we lead us into a place of spirit and in truth where we're worshiping you, Jesus, and, but, and, and we, we know that that situation's happening. Maybe there's a health issue. We know that it's happening, but our, the, our spirit's engaged, but then our tr the truth of God is engaged going, you know what? Yes. It's not like that we'd be naive that there's a health issue happening, but Jesus, you are the truth. You are the truth, Lord. What do you say about this situation? What do you say about it? Not, not does worry and fear, not, not in spirit and worry and fear, but spirit and truth. Now, what do you say about the situation, God? And, and, and I really believe that's going to actually help us lead to this place of true freedom. Um, you know, anything that is contrary to the life Jesus died and rose again for in your life, uh, anything that's contrary to it is a lie. Anything. And that's, I was like, are you the glass half full or the glass half empty? Well, I, I, I'm choosing to be, I'm believing that the glass is half full. Yeah, I just had a spirit in and what? <laughs> I'm believing that, like, come on, we've got to, as, as believers and, and, and have faith and hope and love, there's got to be a yes, and there's got to be an amen, and there's got to be Jesus. You've got this. Now, I can't answer all the questions why bad things happen. I can't answer the questions why tragedies happen. I can stand here now, and I know of a whole lot of tragedies, and I don't have the answers to it. Well, I'm not Jesus. I can feel for them, but I can't explain them. But I can say that God's sovereign. And the truth is that Jesus somehow is using this. I can't under, I, sometimes the best thing that I can do is actually not say anything. Because I don't need to defend Christ. I don't need to defend God. What he needs to do is he needs to speak to you and let him and go after, he, go after his whisper, his voice. But uh, it says here, it says, 
Um, so anything that's contrary to the life Jesus died and rose again for is a lie. So worry and fear, they destroy your peace. They destroy, and they just hamster. And so I don't know about you, but I want to do a little bit of spiritual target practice. Uh, maybe not even target practice, but uh, a little bit of shooting some hamsters this morning. <laughs> and now if I can get Ryan to bring out the 22s and the hamsters. <laughs> well, imagine if... No, no. Sheesh, that's tonight's message. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5 and 7, if you've been in church long enough, you'll know the scripture. But it says, I, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your, and your mother Eunice, and, are now that, and I know the same faith continues strong in you. So this is why I remind you, this is why I remind you, can, can I humbly put myself in writing the scripture this morning. This is why I remind you. This is, this is why I'm reminding you to do this. Uh, this is why I'm reminding you to fan into flame the spiritual gift God gave you when I, when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind or self-discipline. You know, when that hamster wheel starts spinning and worry and fear starts overtaking. And you might have just sat down and had this massive, delicious meal and you're feeling comforted by that. Come on, get comforted by this comforter, the Holy Spirit. Be, get, 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 this is why, okay, Lord, I need a fan into flame. The, 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 the gifts that you, that you put in me, because God's not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 and 7 in the Passion Translation says this, I'm writing to encourage you to fan into flame, rekindle the fire yeah. of the spiritual gift God imparted to you. God's imparted. Yeah. And, and rekindle that spiritual fire. And so this morning, let's, let's, let's learn how to continually go to spirit and truth. Yeah. Not spirit and worry and fear, but spirit and truth, we are, we are agreeing this morning when that situations can create a spirit of fear and timidity. But God's not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but he's given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And so let's, let's learn how we push back that spirit of fear and timidity but by knowing how to worship God in spirit and in truth with a power, love, and a sound mind. Let's, uh, maybe you're here this morning and you think, you know what, I actually do need to rekindle. Do you need to rekindle what that hope and that faith and that love that God imparted into my spirit when someone laid their hands on you? You might have been 12 years old. You might have been 14. You might have been 18. You might have been, it might have been years ago and then slowly, just slowly through different moments of fear and timidity, that, that fire has just slowly, slowly, slowly just gone down to a, 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 a little spark, and come on, this morning could be that moment where God rekindles, rekindles power, love, and a sound mind into your heart. Have you ever forgotten you have done something, or, or you do something so often that it becomes second nature to you? I was, I was hiding a key one day from my house. I was like, where's a good place to hide a key? 
Some of you heard this. I was like, oh, just in case, because people come around to our house all the time. We forget stuff, leave stuff. Uh, people are borrowing our house, whatever. Uh, you know. And we're like, oh, we need to leave a key out. So I'm looking around. Where's a good place? I'm like, oh, this would be a good place. I'm not telling you, obviously. That'd be stupid. And so I, I, I walked over to this place, and obviously by these actions, you can figure out where it might be. And I, I thought, I got the key, and I put it up there, and I was like, oh, what's that? It was the key I'd previously hidden in the same space, in the same place. I'm like, I'm like, there's a key. Like, huh? Anyway, have you ever driven home and then figured out, oh, I can't remember driving home? Uh, not obviously under any influences. People, we're Christians, people. But like you've just your head's been you've just been away with the fairies, or you've just been thinking about this, or or worry and fear has been over, and you've just driven home on autopilot. Some sometimes we can get into autopilot, and we miss the very things that God's wanting to do in our lives. You know, last week we talked about everything grows, and right now, I, I mean, I'm, like, I'm not that protected of, of our lawn at home, but I am enjoying trying to cultivate it and make it less weedless. But, um, you know, everything grows, and I've got this selective weed killer. Come on, why don't, why don't you say to the Holy Spirit, I want you to be a selective weed killer. I need, I need to spray some stuff. If there's worry and fear, come on, let's do some selective weed killing. Um, and, um, and, and this is where I want to get to in, the, in, in, in 10 minutes. Is, is, uh, it's, not an it's not a great title. but <laughs> I couldn't figure out. You can make up the title for this message, but I, I, I made it, How Do You Kill Hamsters? <laughs> um, obviously aligning to the hamster wheel and the turning through. The hamster of worry and fear. But um, in, in John chapter 14, let's read the first 14 scriptures. Because this, this little passage, this little dialogue of, of, of Jesus and a couple of the disciples, it's, it's really in, insightful. It says this, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, um, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you will always, always may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are or where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, well, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father that, we, that that will be enough for us. And Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have, I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. 
Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I'll do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask for anything in my name, and I will do it. Isn't it? This is an amazing passage of Scripture, and, and I'm definitely not a scholar by any, any moment means of the thing. Uh, but I just as I was reading this, I really felt when it comes to worry and where it, where it comes to um, fear and timidity, this little, this little passage of interaction with Jesus and a couple of the disciples, there's probably a number of things that we can relate to in. Um, and I like the first part where it says here, don't let your hearts be troubled. Yeah. And even this morning in, in communion, Tammy was sharing about um, Psalm 23, about, uh, what is it? Shepherd. shepherd, yeah. First line of Psalm 23, people. The Lord is my shepherd. Thank you that I had to help you out there, right? The Lord is my shepherd. See, I love, I love the fact that, that even Jesus right there, is, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm just being a shepherd right now. He just says, his, hey, don't let your hearts be troubled. Even now, if, you're, if you've got situations going on, like Thomas, Thomas is saying, hey, Jesus, no, we don't know the way. Well, what are you talking about? What? Well, I'm assuming that's how he, I'm just assuming. Uh, you know, he's saying, don't let your hearts be troubled. But Thomas is there. No, we don't know the way. I'd, it's okay to not know the way. But ask the right question. Ask the question to Jesus. Lord, me show, Lord show me the way. Lord, you've, you've told us the way, but Lord, I don't get it. I don't know the way. I'm like, this is new to us. This is new to me. It, it's okay if it's new to you. It's, it's okay if you don't understand things sometimes. But, but the heart of Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Thomas says, Lord, we don't know the way. It's like, it's okay. It's okay if you don't have the answer. It's okay, it's okay if... If you might not understand everything, but you can ask Jesus about it. Philip even says, Lord, show us the Father. Show us what you've been doing. Show us, what are you talking about? Explain yourself some more. And then Jesus goes on this, uh, on this, on this, this passage talking about how he's connected to the Father and how he communes with the Father and, and how he, he doesn't do anything unless the Father tells him to do something. And, and knowing that when the Father tells him to do something, he then has authority in it to go and outwork it and do it. And Jesus gives the explanation, hey, this is, this is, this is how I do it. This was Jesus just sharing to his disciples, it's okay if you might not know the way. It's okay if you need a little bit more explanation, but this is how I do it. And I wonder if we could, to shoot hamsters of fear and worry, it's okay to ask Jesus, Lord, I don't know the way. It's okay to go a little bit further and say, Lord, can you just explain yourself just a little bit more? But the thing about that is you've got to, you've got to go to Jesus. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except 
through me. Don't let your hearts be troubled. It's okay to have questions. I've, I've been a Christian since I was 14. 34 years-ish. 30. I don't know. I can't do math either. Spelling, now spelling math. A long time. I haven't got it figured out. I don't understand everything. I'm learning that God's more sovereign than I can ever believe and his ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. But he wants to, ever since he created the world, he desired connection and relationship with you. And ever since he did that, the devil's tried to destroy connection and relationship. And so that's why he'll bring in fear and timidity. He'll bring in doubt. He'll bring in all these other things that try to destroy that peace. And he'll create these hamsters racing around in your head so that you can't get true peace at Christmas time or holiday time. I want to encourage you this morning. Go to Jesus. Run to Jesus. Ask Jesus the questions. Lord, explain yourselves just a little bit more. Tell me a little bit more, Lord. I don't get it. How can you show me? Show me this. And so, okay, how do we do that as we finish this morning, because it's always good to say, hey, run to Jesus. That's just like going, hey, go to the gym. <laughs> you turn up at the gym and stand there. No, you got to, even it's almost like saying go to church. You can come to church, and there's going to be a whole lot of people around you that will encourage you, will love you, will champion you. And we'll pray with you. But here's the thing. It's, it's about you getting connected to God and connected to Jesus. It's like getting connected to the weights machine or the treadmill and starting that connection and relationship. And, and soon you'll start hearing from the Lord. This is, this, is, this is one of my favorite passages of Scripture. We'll finish with this. And it's in Proverbs chapter 3. And these, these, these 10 scriptures help me kill hamsters. Verse 3 says this, My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and you will live, uh, your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. Verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and the very best part of everything you produce. Then, you're, then you will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow. Just four things real quick. And the worship team, if you guys can jump up. and This helps me to, I don't know whether, sometimes I don't get full victory over the hamster. Sometimes the target's off. Sometimes I slow them down. Limping along on a little wheel. But here's some things this morning that I, I pray will help, help 
say, Lord, you've not given me a spirit of fear and timidity, but you give me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. How do we get close to Jesus? How do we ask Jesus more questions? How do we connect with him? Well, let's, let's get in. First one here, it says, My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If I can, if I can help you have a great holiday, read your Bible. For no other reason, just to say, Lord, show me something. If you are going through a certain situation, ask the Lord to show you. Be wise and seek out maybe a commentary around whatever you're believing for breakthrough. But here it says, in Proverbs 3, it just says, Never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. Don't, don't forget them. Just you might, you might sort of put them in the back shelf and you might leave them there, but don't forget. It's like if you've gotten a little bit older and you haven't ridden a bike for a while. You, know, you think, oh, okay, well, I used to be able to ride a bike. Well, why don't you just pull it out and ride it again? Come on, don't forget the things that God's talked to you about. He might have talked to you about some things years and years and years ago. And they still hold true today. But never forget the things I've taught you. Still my commands in your heart. If you want to slow down the hamster, slow it down with the Word of God. Number two, it goes on and says, Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck. If you want to slow a hamster down in your head, slow them down with your actions. Come down on a Saturday morning and pack some Christmas boxes. Go out to the warehouse this week and buy a gift for Gift Giving Sunday. Go to your neighbor and say hi. Is there anything that you, are you away at Christmas time, Kim? Is there anything we do to make sure your house is good? And you got a cat, we'll, we'll feed it. <laughs> this is a serious moment. <laughs> Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. You want to slow a hamster down, just go and be kind. Just go and be kind to someone for the for the sake, for the just the sake of being kind. Because you're taking your eyes off you and you're putting it on someone else. Just kindness. Number three. If you want to slow the hamster down, slow it down with faith. You all know this scripture. Some of you have got crochet pictures of it and on the back of your bathroom toilet or something, but trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. And seek His will in all you do and He'll show you which path to take. You want to slow the hamster of worry and fear down? Slow it down by faith. How do you mean faith? Faith is trust. 
you want to slow the hamster down, go, you know what? I'm not putting my trust in this. I'm not putting my trust in I'm putting my trust in Jesus. And I'm putting my trust in Jesus. Why? Because He's spirit and truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm putting my trust in the truth. Even though we, you know, these weapons are formed against us, you will not prosper, God. That is the truth. That is the truth. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not depend on your own understanding. And seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. Last one this morning. If you want to slow a hamster down, you slow it down with humility. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, it says, Therefore, dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now, much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's not a fearful fear. It's actually, it can be translated a whole lot better. Work out your salvation in reverence and sensitivity. If you want to slow a hamster down, Slow it down with humility. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7 says, Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, the fear of everyone. Slow, slow it down with reverence and sensitivity. If you, there's probably many, many other things that we could add into this morning. But if you want to have a restful and peaceful and a moment where you just can breathe and refresh yourselves, you know what? You don't have to do this at Christmas time. But these four things, getting into the Word, getting slow it down with the Word, slow it down with action, slow it down with your faith, and slow it down with humility. The peace of God. You'll suddenly figure out that, you know how it said to rekindle that flame? Every one of those is a little fire starter. Every one of those actions is just putting another bit on the, on the fire, and suddenly you'll be in this place where you're like, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.